Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lauren Lasarelli about her ceremony at Sago Key at the Grand Floridian with a reception at California Grill and a dessert party at UK Lockside. I thought you'd be interested to hear how she and her fiancé chose these locations and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me today. Thanks for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Well, I've always loved Disney ever since I was a little kid. I actually grew up right outside of Disneyland. So I spent like my whole childhood all the way through college just going to Disneyland all the time. And I remember being there in high school and seeing the Cinderella's carriage roll by and seeing uh, the Rose Court Garden and just thinking, oh, I'd like to do that someday. (laughs) So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? So no one was surprised except for my dad for some reason. He didn't think I was that big of a Disney fan, but I think everyone else it was to be expected. (laughs) That's great. How did your fiance's friends and family react? They knew I'm like obsessed with Disney, so they weren't surprised either. (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? I believe I invited 26 guests and 21 came. It was supposed to be 22, but one person had to drop out a couple days before. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? I did. I set one up at the Contemporary Hotel for my guests. And then my husband and I had a room at the Contemporary. Great. Okay. And I know sometimes people think, oh, if I'm getting married at the Grand Floridian, I need to stay at the Grand Floridian. Did you find that to be an issue at all? No, I actually wanted to stay at the Contemporary since my reception is was at California Grill. So I wanted it to be easy to get to my reception. So that's why I actually chose Contemporary. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? The day of the week. So since I got married at Sago Key, it actually has a lower event minimum. And I found out that, you know, to get married on a Saturday actually wasn't that expensive. And I was already going to hit those minimums anyways. So I chose a Saturday and then I chose May because originally I was a COVID bride. I was supposed to get married in May 2020. So I just pushed it back two years to do May 2022. Got it. Now, how did you choose Sago Key for your ceremony and then California Grill for your reception? Sago Key I chose because I already got married in December before I had my vow renewal. So the ceremony location wasn't really too important. And I liked how it had the castle in the background. So I went with Sago Key. And then um, California Grill, I just have seen so many pictures and, you know, through the podcast and through the Facebook groups, I thought that looked like a really fun location. So I just chose that. And both venues, I chose sight and scene. Wow. Okay. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? 
Yes, I used the 911 hairstylist and I had Michelle and she was great. I used the roots for photography and I used some media for my videography. And how did you find your vendors? The 911 stylist, I think I went searching through like a Disney Facebook group and found them. The roots I found from listening to this podcast and send media was a recommendation from the roots because he had done a lot of weddings with Steve and I just trusted Nate's advice and I wanted to get someone he'd work well with. And then Steve was also a preferred uh, Disney vendor. So he was able to come to my park shoot as well. So it all worked out really good. Oh, that's great. How did you choose your officiant? I looked on a Disney brides group and I saw Glenn Ferguson and I know he's been on the TV show. So I went with him. Okay. Did you guys add any entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yes, I had the Cinderella's carriage at the ceremony for music. We did a violinist at the reception and we also had Mickey and Minnie. Oh, that's great. Did you pick special outfits for them? Yes, I picked the lavender formal because my cake had different colors of purple on it. So I wanted them to match with my cake. <laughs> now, you don't see Cinderella's glass coach at Sago Key very often. Can you talk about what that was like, what the ride was like and where they dropped you off? Yeah, so it was awesome having the coach. And it was really good, too, because we wrote our own ceremony. Since we had already previously gotten married, we just had a really short, simple ceremony. It was literally about two to three minutes. So the coach was great because it was a big grand entrance and really took up a lot of time for the ceremony. And we got picked up, I guess it was some side location by the Grand Floridian. And we kind of just had a wait in place. And then once they got the ceremony started, we came around the corner and the guests didn't know that we were behind them. So my husband had to say, oh, look, there's Lauren. And everyone <laughs> turned around. And just from the photos I've seen from the roots, some of my guests' reactions were so funny. Everyone was totally caught off guard. They're all very shocked. And, you know, I couldn't imagine the day not having it. I also didn't tell my parents that we were going to the ceremony and the coach because I didn't want them to accidentally spill the secret. So I told them to meet me at the staircase for pictures. And then I surprised them with the coach. Oh, that's great. Well, how did they react? My dad was like really confused. And I think my mom was excited. But then once they kind of realized what was going on, they both were pretty excited. <laughs> I hope dad eventually got on board with the whole Disney wedding thing. <laughs> His face was hilarious and I got the pictures back. Like you could tell he was really confused when I said, oh, we're going in that. <laughs> so it was a good moment. And then at the reception at California Grill, sometimes people are stressed out about this because you have to use their menus, although you can usually take things from different menus and put them together. Do you have any menu items you recommend or tips for planning a menu at California Grill? You know, I really wasn't too picky. I kind of liked that they had preset menus because I don't know that I'd be able to make a decision if I just had free will of picking whatever I wanted. So for me, I liked that. I'd never been to California Grill either, but I always heard it was really good food. So I went with the, ooh, I think it's called the Barstow menu. It's whatever their formal lunch menu was with the chicken and the steak. And I added Mickey waffles for a pre-reception, and those were really good. That's great. Any cake flavors you would recommend? I got churro with the churro frosting. That one was pretty good. And then I also got almond cake with 
the almond amaretto crunch. And I really wasn't a fan of that cake. I feel like it was missing maybe some kind of fruit flavor. It was a little too bland for me. So, you know, if I were to do that again, I would pick different cake flavor. I never had a cake testing, so I never was able to make it to Disney before my wedding. So I kind of just had to go with recommendations I've seen everyone like. Got it. That's a good tip then. Mm -hmm. Now, can you talk a little bit about the dessert party you added at UK Lockside? Yeah, so um, that also was a location. I chose Sight Unseen. I thought that it was just going to be on the sidewalk, kind of roped off. So I was really shocked when I saw it's kind of just a private reserved spot away from the public. So that was really good. UK Lockside had really amazing view of the show. And all my guests, when they got to UK Lockside, they all felt like VIP since we were so secluded. (laughs) What kinds of desserts did you serve? Or did you serve savory food? My menu, because our lunch ended around 2.33, and then the dessert party started at 8, so I kind of served savory foods and a little bit of dessert. So we did the cheeseburger spring rolls, we did a taco bar, chips and guacamole, beignets with chocolate sauce, and bill-on consumption ice cream. That sounds really good. (laughs) Did you add a ride mix in after the dessert party? I did. We did Soarin' Over the World. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day all fit together? Yeah. So at 4.45 a.m., my hair and makeup artist came. Nate and Gen Z came to my room at 7. Vinny and I were getting ready together, so he was just kind of in the room while I was getting ready. But we did do a first look. And we actually got some Disney magic and were upgraded to the park view room view. So we did our first look on the balcony and we had the Magic Kingdom in the background. So we did that probably around 730-ish. And then we took a few pictures by the Mickey statue at Contemporary. At 8 o'clock, we headed to the Grand Floridian for our um, bridal portraits. And then I had my parents meet me. A little at around nine o'clock at the staircase, surprised them with the carriage. We rode it to the ceremony. The ceremony started at 9.30, did the group photos after. We came back to Contemporary, to the California Grill. We were kind of ahead of schedule, so we started pushing things up. So the cocktail hour started at 10.30 for my guests. And then I think um, the introduction with me, my husband and I and our first dance and parent dances, I believe, started maybe around 11.15, did lunch at noon, and the cake cutting we also pushed up to, I believe, 1.15, and then at 2.30, the day was over for the reception. We came back to the dessert party at UK Lockside at 8 o'clock, and the show started at 9, and then after the show, we went straight to the ride mix-in. That sounds great. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So the most important aspects to me were I definitely wanted a good photographer since um, your pictures are forever and that's how you're going to remember your day. I know people debate whether or not to do videography. I was kind of debating too, but in the end, I'm so happy I did it. So I spent some money on videography. Also, I wanted people to feel like they were at a Disney wedding, batting the carriage and the characters, you know, going to Epcot, watching the show, having a ride mix in. So um, I focused a lot of my budget on the entertainment part, too. Got it. 
Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Yeah, so definitely floral because um, Sago, he, you don't really need a lot of floral there because it's outside. You know, you have the castle behind you and the little bay. So I spent very minimal of the budget on floral. I did get centerpieces at California Grill. And um, it was funny because I guess they were too big that one of my guests actually moved the centerpiece off her table and I saw it on an empty table. And I was so confused. I thought Disney set it up on the wrong table, but they said, no, it was too big. I couldn't see the person I was talking to, so I moved it. So I was glad I didn't spend a ton of money there. And then the other place where I say money was the ceremony location because I chose the a location that was not as pricey as some of the others. So since I had already gotten married. I didn't feel like I needed like a very fancy or over the top ceremony location. So I was able to save some money there as well. Wonderful. What ended up being your favorite memory of your day? One of my favorite parts was my dad being able to walk me down the aisle because since I got married in like the thick of COVID, he had to walk me down the aisle in a mask at my first wedding we did. So at this Disney wedding, you know, nobody had to wear a mask and I could see everyone's smiles. And um, another memory that was funny was my husband and I were in the carriage and um, everything was kind of done with the carriage. We we're just sitting there waiting. And this little toddler comes up to the carriage and just looks straight up at me with like her mouth open, just amazed, like she was seeing a princess. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah. So one of the things that didn't turn out as I expected, but actually ended up being a good thing was the pedal toss was supposed to be on my way to Cinderella's carriage. But there, you know, there's so many moving parts. And right after the ceremony, we did the staged exit coming back down the aisle. And we were walking to the coach later and the day of coronary said, wait, where's all the pedals? And we said, oh, we already did the, the staged exit like back there. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I was thinking like, oh, shoot, I really wanted the photos of like, you know, me going into the carriage with the pedals. But then when I got my pictures back, I noticed that in the background behind me was actually the castle because we did the staged exit at, at the ceremony location. And the pictures were so cute. I was actually pretty happy that that part went wrong. <laughs> but then we did have some difficulty with the one-way van going to Epcot. The driver had no clue where he was going. He decided he didn't want to go backstage. He was kind of driving in circles. We finally just said, hey, drop us off at Boardwalk. I was running to my dessert party in my dress. Um, we get to the International Gateway entrance, and our media guide wasn't there because they are waiting for us backstage where we were supposed to be getting dropped off. So that was kind of a hiccup. And then once I arrived to my dessert party, the coordinator at the dessert party told me I wasn't able to get on the ride mix in because my dress was touching the ground, even though it was bustled. So I didn't know your dress couldn't be touching the ground. But luckily, she worked Disney magic and found a bunch of uh, safety pins somewhere. And her and my mom were able to pin up my dress right after the fireworks ended. So I was able to go on the ride. Oh, good. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I know the day of my wedding, the it was raining outside, and I saw lightning and thunder, and I just thought, oh, no, we're going into a ballroom. So I didn't um, push hard to get a different uh, location because I 
just assume there wouldn't be ringing on the wedding day, just hopeful thinking. So I was kind of worried about that. But then once we got outside at, um, I think, 8 a.m., everything had cleared up. The ground was already dry. So it um, ended up not being a big deal. We ended up getting used Saga keys. So it ended up being okay. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? The one thing I would have done differently is I would have had my wedding on a Sunday instead of a Saturday because um, I'm out on the West Coast. Most of my guest lists were also on the West Coast. So everyone had a really hard time adjusting to the three-hour difference. And some people took a red eye in that day. People were getting in really late at night. So everyone was kind of like tired during the reception and myself included because, you know, our bodies don't have time to adjust. So I probably would have done my wedding on a Sunday if I had known it would go that way. But, you know, it all turned out fine. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yes, I do. So I would definitely recommend getting a photographer that does a lot of Disney weddings because, you know, I had things listed on my BEO. I had no idea where they were, but since I used the roots, they know everything. They also knew everyone. So the day of all the cast members were saying hi to them. They knew who to look for for my day of coordinators because I had never met them before. And also my planner had called Nate like the day before my wedding. So she said if something went wrong, like he would know what to do. So, you know, I felt like I was in good hands. So I would definitely recommend getting a photographer that does a lot of Disney weddings. And then um, also I kind of try to set realistic expectations with myself because I know that, you know, Disney, they're kind of short staff. So you kind of have to know that some things aren't going to go as planned. So for example, at my park portrait, the bridge in Canada was being painted the day that I did my park shoot. So I didn't get to do the bridge pictures that I wanted to do, but you know, I wasn't like too disappointed because I know it's like a moving park park and there's moving pieces and, you know, I just kind of mentally prepared for like the worst that could go wrong. Got it. Okay. Well, Lauren, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter make this a summer to share and save with a capable kia suv or powerful sedan see your local kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more kia movement that inspires call 800-334 kia for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824